Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. All right, folks, our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee are upping the ante. They said, you know what? We haven't been getting enough conversions lately, so let's up the number a little bit. Let's take it from DNVR20 to DNVR25. That's 25% off your next order of Strava Craft Coffee, uh, which is, again, up from 20% like it was before. And this stuff is delicious. This is CBD-infused coffee that will help you with so many different ailments. Uh, it's different for everyone, so you got to check out their reviews, see what maybe you might be dealing with that it could help you with. We're talking chronic headaches, maybe just little aches and pains in the morning. Maybe you don't like the jitters that you get from coffee. Well, that CBD infusion can really take care of a lot of different stuff. So make sure, again, you go to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use the code DNVR25 at checkout. You can even subscribe and choose how often you want it sent straight to your door. It's Strava Craft Coffee. All right, welcome in to another edition of Three Ring Circus. RK here, joined by Zach and Mason. We have a very special guest today, don't we, Zach? Oh, we do. Let's bring him in right now. Let's talk to the one and only Benjamin Albright. Ben, what's going on, my friend? Not that guy again. Oof. I do. I have to ask really quick. I love the cartoon characters on the title card on the opener, but Zach, how did they get like a sexier, younger Lyle Lovett for your for your picture? <laughs> I guess I know what I can look into for the future. Uh, ben, I got an email today that uh, from an anonymous source that just said uh, Mike Silver will never be joining this show. Do you have any reason? Why, uh, any idea why I might have gotten that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you would have gotten that. I'll, I'll just say this. My growing up, silver medals were always for second place people. <laughs> uh, I'm here for the and, chaos. And you almost, you almost rocked the gold today, just, just in honor of that. Well, I, you know, I, I grew up and my favorite band was, uh, was Tom Petty. My favorite quarterback was Bryce Petty. Um, my favorite race car driver was Richard Petty. So. <laughs> You're next in line. All right. So what we have here today is a game of Jeopardy, which might be um, topical considering – there he is. Look at that guy. Uh, <laughs> considering the big number one topic in Broncos country. So um, while we couldn't get Aaron Rodgers to host this version of Jeopardy, we do have Zach Stevens, uh, who I think is better at it. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about that. So, guys, let's jump in to Jeopardy. I'm your host, Aaron Wright. I'm Zach Stevens. And Ben, let's put you through the ringer here. Our three categories today, we have Aaron Rodgers himself. We have men's fashion. And we have draft class. All one, two, and $300, Ben. We got some questions for you. And I think you'll be giving us some information in those questions, too. So how would you like to start, Ben? I was looking for potent potables here, but uh, I think we'll have to go with uh, men's fashion for 100 Men's fashion. Okay. Who wore this outfit? Oh, my God. Uh, and and you can also judge the uh the fashion style while you're looking at it yeah i'm, I'm trying to see if that's me uh no i i uh, i don't know that looks like somebody uh wait i lost the picture there i i don't know uh i have no idea is kevin durant i don't know oh so close he would be offended that you guessed kevin durant though because it's his friend his old friend russell westbrook Damn, I guess, that's uh, crazy. Wow. I'm looking what do you think of that fashion, then? Well, I, the drawstring jeans already, you know, you, you don't have the belt up there. Uh, that, that's no good. You've got the, the whatever that overhang is that's just it's obfuscating the shoes. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly why with the, the upper half, we went like uh, we went with a stunt double for sparring partner that gets his butt kicked in Rocky four. Uh, but, you know, hey, look, it, it also works if you want to go down and uh, sling cases of fish down at the down at the docks. So I, I guess it's a versatile outfit. <laughs> Wow, that is, that is fantastic. A, I feel like Ben has to be a, a fan of the long sleeves with the holes for your thumbs. I mean, look, if, if anything says function over form, like uh, like thumb holes, uh, <laughs> Russ Westbrook's got that. What's crazy All about right. that photo to me is that you, if you cover up an NBA player's face, you just see how tall they are. Like It looks like Kevin Durant because of how lo- tall and long he is. He's a guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could see right away that that was definitely somebody who played basketball. But other than that, I, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, see if, what, what do you want to go with now? Let's uh, let's, let's stay with it. Let's go with men's fashion for 200. Oh, let's do it. All right. Who is this and what do you think of their fashion? Oh, wow. Uh, that might be worse. <laughs> and I still have no idea who it is. Um, let's see. You know let's where it is. Yeah, to help you out, look at the scene. Right, I'm pretty sure that's here. I'm pretty sure that's a Broncos player. Ding, Um, ding, ding. But I'm not sure which one. I'm going to go with Will Parks here, but I could be wrong. Wow, wow. Incredible. What what gave it away, Ben? Uh, I happen to know that Will owns that jacket. (laughs) <laughs> i mean you have if you get to broncos and then you just think like who has the most outlandish fashion sense uh you go to will parks and then you get sad that he's now in kansas city yeah i know Ugh, we're gonna have to see him twice a year oh man that that's tough and then also you got chris going to the chargers you got will going to the chiefs i mean what is it about uh broncos defensive backs that just want to stick in the afc west I guess they they really really still want to hang around the Broncos. Maybe <laughs> exactly. Do, do you All right, Ben. You want to worry about Kareem? Do you have to worry about Kareem Jackson a year from now going to the Raiders? Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least it's not Justin. At least it's not Justin. Yes. Don't hurt my heart like that. <laughs> 
All right, Ben, you want to go for the clean sweep to start it off with men's fashion? Yeah, let's, let's finish out the category. Looking for the daily double here. <laughs> oh. oh, I know who that is. Oh, yeah. Who so could I, this I know who be? That is. Uh, contrary to popular belief, that is not actually me. That is John Elway. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Beautiful. What do it? This is one of my favorite photos of all time. I mean, he's got the is that Louis Vuitton bag? He's got the uh, the short shorts. It, the chest is looking good. I mean, what do we think of this outfit, Ben? Well, we've got the we got the shorts that are that are going to mid thigh there, making sure we're showing off a little of the muscle tonage. We've got the uh, the, sh- the the loafers with no socks, which uh, you know that's going to leave a fun aroma in the room a little bit later. Um, <laughs> the hair well coiffed, the collar semi popped, but you got the glasses tucked as well. Um, you know, I, this this right here is uh, this right here is the, the pinnacle of men's fashion in 1985. Yeah, it's not really a functional outfit for being on a plane though i mean that looks like he looks like he's just getting off the plane there i mean uh, if you know i mean is is this unpleasant for the other passengers maybe if he slipped one of those loafers off mid-flight uh yes definitely uh definitely unpleasant because uh not, nothing screams fun fun foot odor like uh uh leather loafers with no socks and foot sweat <laughs> what, what, is that his mom there that he's with no, that's, I'm pretty that's sure Janet. it's not. That's it. Yeah. That's his former wife, Janet. Yeah. Oh, my apologies. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the matching wow. bags with your with your wife? Oh, that feels like a wife decision there. I, I don't think that John Elway is much of a follower. I always thought of him as a leader, so I, I feel like this is a wife decision here that, that we're going to do cute matching bags, honey. <laughs> and uh, to uh, to to appease the wife, you say yes. I, I from what right. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. If you've ever been married before, that's exactly what you do. Now, my my marriage came with a few avoidable years on the back end, but uh, uh, you know that's that's kind of how that works. I, I I'm of the belief that John Elway's the kind of guy to buy a gift for someone and get himself the same thing. I think that's what happened here. He uh, he got his wife that bag, and then he was like, "Wait, I want one of these too." And then they just happened to both use it for that trip. I, I, you know, I, I'm liking. I like where your head is at. I could believe that. I could buy that story. <laughs> All right, Ben. Where do you want to go now? You you swept men's fashion. Where are we going now? I'll take Aaron Rodgers for one hundred. I love it. This date marks the expected ending of the Aaron Rodgers trade saga. Uh, what is second of June two thousand twenty one? Ooh, so we don't have to wait into the long summer to find out. I love that, Ben. So my question to you is, well, maybe we should maybe we should go through these uh, these questions first to to see where you're at with all of this, and then react after. Okay. You want to hit two hundred? Yeah, let's uh, let's knock the category out. All right, Ben. This date marks. Oh, oh, we just did that one. (laughs) It's the daily double in terms of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, while the producer, while producer Kale pulls it up, I can probably also pull it up as well. Well, you know what, Ben, we'll just start with that. Why, uh, why, why June 2nd? Why do you think it happens right when that date, uh, with the contract comes around? 
Well, I answered that most mostly for this show in, in the form of the, that date. The reality is that trade cannot be executed or at least cannot be finalized. It could be agreed to in parameters, but but you need the post-June 1 designation in order to provide any sort of cap relief at all uh, for Green Bay. So the trade a trade of Aaron Rodgers makes absolutely no sense before June 1 simply because uh, it totally messes them up in terms of a cap situation. So that's the reason that we say June 2nd. It could drag on further than that. It could be agreed to before then, but that's just the arbitrary date we pick out because of the NFL salary cap rules regarding June 1st. What would the salary cap impact on the Broncos be uh, post-June 1? Uh, I have to go back and look at the exact numbers. Um, I don't have those in front of me off the top of my head. They have enough room to absorb it. I know I've done math on this before. Um, I just don't have it in front of me. I apologize. We did. We lost you for a second, but we, I think we got you back. Oh, I said yes. Okay, yeah, I was just saying, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I apologize. Uh, I know the Broncos can absorb Aaron Rodgers' contracts, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. Cool. Okay, yeah, no, that that's totally fine. All right, Kale, let's pull up the next one that we have here along Aaron Rodgers, the other one that we have, if we've got that pulled up here. Let's see. All right, Aaron Rodgers takes the first snap of the 2021 season with this team. Oh man, you guys are putting me on the spot with that one. Um, the, the answer is either the answer is either Green Bay or Denver. Um, I think if they get something worked out, you know, in Green Bay, and there's a path to that. It's it's not uh, it's not impossible. I would say improbable at this point, but not impossible. So I'm going to go out since we're on the you know we're, we're doing the DNVR here. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Denver Broncos. Hey, love to love to hear it. And Ben, now over over the last 24 hours, there's kind of been a little more talk of maybe Green Bay can salvage this. What needs to happen in order for that to happen? Uh, Well, you need to have Brian Gutekunst get on the same page as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you need to get those guys in the same room and have a you know a come to Jesus meeting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers feels a bit disrespected by the Green Bay Packers in the sense that they he feels like that they he's asked for certain things and they haven't done that, and he feels like they've hung him out to dry at certain points. You know, he go out in the media and he'll talk about uh, players like Jay Crumero and how great they are and vital to the team, and then the Packers cut him the next day, or you know they cut his buddy Jordy Nelson without letting him know, or you know they draft a quarterback ostensibly as replacement in the first round after he just took him to the NFC Championship game and is begging for a receipt that can get open. So, you know, I, I think that's part of it. The other part is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in there grinding the tape or anything like that, but he does want some input on, hey, these are some team needs. These are the things I need to be successful. And the Green Bay Packers in the last, since, since 2011, have drafted two offensive players in the first round. One of those is offensive tackle Derek Sherrod out of Mississippi State, who started one game for the Packers, and the other is Jordan Love, ostensibly his replacement. So, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you say, what do I got to do? I mean, look, I can only make Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantlick look so good before, uh, you know, before I run into problems. So, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for some better talent around you, and you're saying, hey, look, I, I can get us the championship game, get me a few pieces that'll push us past that let's get ourselves a ring realistically though what like on rogers end in particular what are the chances that his feelings kind of thaw i mean you know when it comes down to it you'll get at aaron Rodgers being somebody who literally hasn't talked to his parents in several years yeah i was gonna say that that's the thing aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that 
kind of when he makes up his mind on something, that's it. And, and you need to look at uh, you look at his family relationships, and you kind of see that he's just kind of that guy. Like uh, once you once he's crossed you off the list, he's crossed you off the list. And so, I, I, I there's a path here to reconciliation, but like I said, I, I think it's improbable. I talked to I put it at fifty five forty five that he's a Bronco next year. Um, yeah, was it yesterday or day before? But I talked to somebody. I was having a conversation with somebody, and they they looked at me like I was selling it short. Uh, and, and it had it at sixty five percent. So. You know, I, I think uh, I, I wanted to get him the extra ten percent just to get a seventy-five out of it, but I couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite get him that far. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I think most people think the lean is that he leaves, and that's probably the best way to put that. I will say that it, there there was some reporting out there that uh, it, that there was a deal, it was all but agreed to, and all this kind of stuff. That that stuff is totally false. In fact, at the point that that was tweeted, the Broncos had not even talked to the Green Bay Packers, and the back channel stuff wasn't even you know hadn't even been put in place. So. Uh, there's some premature stuff out there, but I'll say this, that, that from my understanding of it and talking to, to all the parties involved is that there's a lean that Aaron Rodgers wants the Broncos. And I mean, uh, with the Broncos and I can tell you from his camp, he wants it. Uh, mm. Can you, can you confirm that his favorite artist is Tom Petty? His favorite quarterback is Bryce Petty <laughs> and his favorite race car driver is Richard Petty. I can confirm those are all my favorites. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I recognize a, a fellow um, uh, a petty stan. So I, I would suggest that you're probably in the ballpark. <laughs> and since we're talking about this, I'm going to throw the final one, the, the final question of the AA Ron category at you. This trade package gets a deal done for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the hypothetical that I've said is, is that you probably build around is something like two firsts, a mid round pick, Teddy Bridgewater. And the reason you include Bridgewater there and not Locke is because Bridgewater's the, you know, the bridge quarterback, no puns intended. Uh, whereas Locke's a developmental guy. They still, they already have a developmental guy in love. So that's the reason you include Bridgewater there. Um, so two, two firsts, a mid Teddy Bridgewater, uh, probably a receiver, you know, you're kind of hoping it's Deshaun, but they're probably gonna ask for more than that. Uh, and then, um, you know, an ascending, defensive player on a rookie deal, uh, whether that's like a, a, a Draymond or a Chubb or something like that. I will tell you the one thing that won't happen is this whole like Patrick Sertan, Eric Stokes thing. That doesn't even make any sense from a salary cap perspective for either team. So um, uh, that that won't be it. Like that Pat Sertan won't be in that deal. So do you think there's a chance, Ben, that it is those picks that you said and then Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy and a Bradley Chubb or Draymond Jones? Do we are we looking that big of a package? I think that's uh, that's probably the extreme high. What I tried to give was kind of the middle of the road deal. Uh, yeah. Maybe they get away with something a little cheaper. Maybe they get us, you know, may, may cost a little more. I don't think you're going to see a, you wouldn't see a Chubb and Sutton deal. I don't, I don't think you'd see that. Um, but you might see, you know, you might see one or the other. Uh, it, you know, you get one of those is going to be the mid receiver and then the star defensive player or the star receiver and then the mid defense, you know, something like that. I don't think you're going to see two players that are at the top of the marquee like that. And Ben, I think all three of us, whatever, wh whichever one of those players it is, we take that deal. But I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, you can't trade Cortland Sutton. You can't trade Bradley Chubb. And those guys are great players. That's why they're being included in this trade for a Hall of Fame quarterback. But you're trading for a Hall of Fame quarterback. So it's okay to lose a, a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, a Pro Bowl pass rusher. I mean, are you on the same wavelength there? 
Uh, sort of. In this particular case, I, I, yes, I would be. However, I'll say this. The attraction to the job here for Aaron Rodgers is all the young talent on offense. So I would suggest that the Broncos would probably be more willing to part with defensive pieces than offensive pieces in this particular case and hope that the defensive coach that they have hired, who has shown himself to be one of the brighter minds in the league, would be able to coach up that defense. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm in complete agreement on that. And I know a lot of people disagree with us there, but uh, how fun! How funny would it be for Broncos fans to go from like this defensively powered team, uh, you know, that's just trying to scrape up twenty four points a game, to this team now that's given up one of their top defensive pieces to go score like thirty five, forty points a game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be interesting, but it, the Broncos have done that before. I mean, we saw the pendulum swing from the other yep. direction, from Peyton Manning being, uh, you know, with the uh, the Star Wars numbers, despite uh, noted boat anchor for an offense, Adam Gase being in charge, to uh, you know, to the, uh, the the Super Bowl unit that was uh, all defense. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I wish they would have made this offensive pivot a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> we all deserve it. That's sometimes for sure. okay to get to. To make it to the oasis. That's true. This would be the ultimate oasis. All right, Ben, let's talk about the draft class and let's do it in the form of a couple Jeopardy questions. You want to go one, two, or 300? Let's, let's start low and work our way up. All right, let's do it. Oh, real quick, uh, yes. Ben, we're going to need you to answer these in the correct format or else you will not receive uh, the, <laughs> the dollars uh, that you've been winning. <laughs> Okay. All right. For $100, he was the best value of Denver's draft. Who is Quinn Minards? Mm, you just got $100 there, Ben. Very, very good. T- <laughs> tell me why you like the D3 tree mowing offensive lineman. Well, some people are going to say the safety Johnson is that answer, but I'm, I'm going with Quinn here. I, Quinn was a guy I was banging the table for. Uh, he's an absolute monster. I'll tell you this. His coaches tipped me off to him back in 2019, and you and I, the quote that they used was, this guy eats people, and uh, you can see from the tape that he does. And I, you go back and look at the tape, and granted, he's – tossing around future insurance salesmen but uh you know you we would you know go down to the senior bowl and i see this guy like like absolutely slaughtering actual competition and it wasn't even a thing he wasn't even breaking a sweat then either um he's got the effort he's got the drive he's got the attitude and then off the field i mean the man is marketing his own belly as a, as a shirt uh that that's you know that's a blue chip prospect right there with upper management written all over him um so you know i think uh, uh, there's there's everything to like about him he's personable he's good at his job and i wouldn't be surprised if he stole the uh the and I say stole just takes the job uh at center he's got versatility all along the interior line you can play him at guard you can play him at center i would not be surprised if day one he was the starting center for the denver broncos in game one day one of 2021 is that right if i would not be surprised if week one of this coming season quinn minerts was the starting (laughs) center for the denver broncos wow that would be impressive Wow. I, I mean, and here I was thinking he's, you know, he didn't play last year. His, when he went to the senior bowl, literally his first action in 13 months thought that might mean a little bit of a developmental path for Quinn Miners. He's just well rested. Yeah. <laughs> <Fresh legs. laughs> 
True. Wow. I mean, if the Broncos got him and he's your starting center, then that that's that's absolutely fantastic pick to trade back in the third round and still pick him up. Wow. That would that would be huge. I'm really keeping my eyes on him because just like May said, I, I thought he was more of a, a very high upside guy for the future. Man, I love that, Ben. All right. Let's get your opinion on this two hundred dollar question. He will have the biggest impact for the Broncos this year. This is a really good question because it really depends on two things. Now, I know that Vic Fangio wants to go with more 6DB looks, so um, I, I think the answer is going to be Patrick Sertan, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Williams uh, it, you know, at the running back, especially if Melvin Gordon stumbles out the gates like he did last year with some fumbles. Now, Melvin was great down the stretch, um, but you know, it, it, in the early games, he had some, some adjustments and, and had some fumbles, and it wasn't great for him. So uh, if Melvin Gordon starts slow, wouldn't be surprised to see if it's Williams. I'm going to put my name and say, who is Pat Sertan? Mm, I love it. And speaking of Sertan, uh, which I love that answer, uh, Ben, we, we know that Vic is going to try to do more five, five and six defensive back sets to get all that talent on the field. But I don't buy that Pat Sertan is going to be the sixth defensive back. I don't really even buy that he's going to be the fifth. I mean, how do you what role do you think he ends up having this year? And how does he climb the depth chart if he does this year? Well, they'll move him around. Um, and, and the idea is, is that he is actually going to be the tight end matchup for Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, guys like that because of his length. The idea is they tried running safeties. They tried running linebackers on these guys. It didn't work. Uh, they tried bracketing them. Didn't work. So the idea now is put a corner on him and keep him from catching the football. And Pat Sertan's great at that. He's good in his disruptive. It's part of the reason you bring Darby in too. Darby doesn't get a lot of interceptions, but he's disruptive with the deflections. And so the idea is you can use these guys, match up with these mid mismatch tight ends and knock the ball away. And then you don't have to worry about if they're a great tackler or not, because they never caught the ball to begin with. So uh, I think that he's going to be, uh, he'll be, he'll be outside, you know, um, they'll use, uh, they'll start the season with Fuller uh, and Callahan if he's healthy and, um, you know, and Darby is the corners, but you know, they'll rotate Sertan through and Fuller and, and Callahan will be the inside guys and Darby and, uh, uh, and Sertan will be the outside guys. I love that at at six two 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 zero eight. That that's a guy that can absolutely match up with tight ends. I absolutely love that for Vic Fangio this year. Yeah, and you you know it gives you the idea, like because I asked Vic about it after the draft, and he kind of chastised me a little for calling it dime because he doesn't want to call it dime. He just you know he's just like we call it the six DB package, and uh, you know we'll, we'll rotate guys through there. Sometimes it'll be more of a heavy dime, heavy nickel look. Sometimes it'll be a true, you know. It'll, it'll so they've got some versatile versatile packages and stuff they want to deploy this year. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see as Vic Fangio continues to set the um, set the curve, as it were, for def- defenses. You know, we had the cover two that was popular in the early two thousand. And the cover three kind of took over for a while. And now that, that Vic Fangio quarters match defense is really kind of vogue in the NFL now. And uh, it'd be interesting to see how he innovates off that. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really funny how Vic do- also doesn't like to call it the slot cornerback either. Right, right. Well, you're right. telling me he's in practice. He's like, all right, let's run the six DB package, boys. Let's run the six <laughs> DB. Pa- like, why doesn't he want to call it dime? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, Vic, he, you know how he is. And he's, he's a funny guy and he might've just been messing with me. Cause that's what he does sometimes. But um, you know, when we were, when we were talking to him, he just, you know, he kind of get that twinkle in his eyes. He's like, I don't know if it's true dime, but you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. We're going to, we're going to play this game now. So. <laughs> that reminds me of when Wade Phillips uh, was very adamant that 
sending five is not a blitz. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Of course, for Wade Phillips, I don't think sending eight is technically a blitz either. I think that's just normal play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, zero coverage. That's our base defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and when he, when he calls an all-out blitz, it's actually 11 guys coming in. Somehow there are 12 guys after the quarterback. We can't figure it out. So. <laughs> Including Wade. He's going after him, too. Right. It's the old Buddy Ryan 444. <laughs> All right, Ben. Let's see if you can sweep the board here for 300. He will have the biggest impact for the Broncos in a decade. Oh, man. Uh, how old is Arch Manning right now? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, out of this draft class, man. Oof. Uh, you know, I'll say what is Pat Sertan. Uh, he's going to be a great one in the league. I mean, I, I know that's the obvious answer. I hate to do that, but uh, he, he will. And I, I don't know how long, uh, you know, with the running back, I don't know how long your your career is going to be. So I'll, I'll say uh, who is Pat Sertan on that one. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if Baron Browning turned into something and was a long-term guy like that. Really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but in the end, I, I just got to go with Pat Sertan. So who is Pat Sertan? Hmm. I love it. I love it. And Ben, sometimes in Jeopardy, the obvious answers are the right ones. I think that uh, that was the case for that question there. Uh, and now, now I got to ask you about the day three picks. You mentioned J uh, Jamar Johnson earlier. Is that your favorite day three pick or, or which one do you like the most of that group? Um, not really, actually. Uh, I, I, my radio partner, Ryan Edwards, who, uh, who preceded me on this show and lords it over me every day. Um, that was his favorite day three pick. Uh, but for me, I, I think my favorite day three pick is, is probably the receiver. Uh, if you watch the tape on him and not just cause he's, and not cause he's the, like a stellar receiver. If you watch the tape, Mac talkingest receiver you've ever seen. Like he chirps all the time, like never stops talking, getting in people's heads. And I love it. So uh, for me, that was probably one of my favorites. And then, you know, drafting the corner at LSU, the guy's got more rap albums than he does interceptions in his career. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, I, I like Kari Vincent, the, the corner from LSU a lot, though. I mean, he looks, he, he looks kind of like a, a slot, uh, not a slot corner, a slot guy from central casting right down to being a late round pick undrafted guy. A lot of your slots are going to come from that pool. Yeah, I, I liked him. Um, I didn't really, uh, the Cooper, the, the defensive lineman at Ohio state, I liked him a bit too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think the Broncos got some, some high upside guys on day three, Ben, when you're talking about Seth Williams, how in the world uh, is this Broncos wide receiver group going to shake up? Because it seems like they have 10 guys that can legitimately make a roster and they're probably not going to have 10 spots. How do you see the back end playing out? Well, it's, it's interesting because Pat Shermer usually keeps an extra receiver. If you look at roster construction over the years, he's always kind of kept one more than, than usual than, uh, than NFL teams do. And, and you got to figure that's probably Spencer as, as far as the return game goes. Um, you know, I, I, for me, Tyree Cleveland is kind of the ascending guy. So if you're one of these other guys, you got to beat him out. Um, I, you know, Deshaun looks like the odd man out to me. You can't really carry a wide receiver five or six who, who, who doesn't play special teams particularly well and, and has a $2.8 million cap hit. So to me, he's the guy that's in the most danger. Um, I, your one through four is set. You know, you're, you're definitely Cortland and, and Judy and Patrick and Hamler. Those are set. You're really looking at five, six, and seven here. Spencer probably gets one of those on return ability. So at least two spots. Now you're looking at Tyree Cleveland and who – and I don't know that you can keep Deshaun Hamilton as wide receiver seven on a $2.8 million hit. 
I don't even think it's an I don't even think it's an option to be honest. <laughs> like, there's a reason they're shopping him. There's a reason that they hope um, Green Bay wants him in that deal. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Uh, on top of that, what do you think of Stearns? Because uh, we didn't—he's the one guy I think in that day three uh, that we didn't talk about. And I actually think he has a lot of Kareem Jackson to him now. Definitely not at that caliber yet, but the way the speed at which he kind of flies around the field back there gives me some Kareem Jackson vibes. Yeah, he's a rangy high safety. He's got to learn to tackle a little bit better. Uh, you know, he's kind of sloppy with the with the way that he tackles. Uh, there's a lot of broken tackles on tape. That's a problem. Vic Fangio, they'll, they'll coach that out. Ed sloppy tackler for long, so they'll, they'll coach that out of him. I don't think he's in any danger of being any kind of starter anytime soon, but, um, you know, he's he, he's a guy that you come to camp next year and, you know, with Kareem on a one-year deal, you know, next year maybe you're looking at mirroring him with Justin and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think this year he kind of learns behind Simmons. I think he's more on that side and that Johnson's probably on the on the KJAC side, but, um, you know, I, I'd like to see him have a true competition. I'm glad they, they kind of had an infusion of talent at the position because they were they, they really didn't have any depth behind Justin and a K-Jack, um, you know, before the draft. On the roster coming back, who were the guys who are kind of the biggest losers because of who the Broncos picked last week? Uh, Royce Freeman. Um, you know, I, I think Royce is on the way out. And, and it's a shame because I kind of want to see Royce get a, little, get a real shot in this offense. I thought this offense fit him a little bit better, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Royce, Deshaun, both those guys probably gone. Um you know, if you're looking at the the offensive line, uh, you know, Schlopman and probably Patrick Morris is probably the biggest loser there. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the defensive side, um, most of the guys they got rid of, I think, you know, it, with Baron Browning, it, it probably makes Josie expendable. It just really depends on how Sternod looks. Uh, Browning can be moved around. He can come downhill. Um, he could he could play, you know, kind of that Todd Davis role, or you could even put him out there on the edge and have a pass rush. He's he really kind of versatile, could do either. So, um you know, I think those are I think those are probably the guys that, that lost out. And then you then you look at you know down roster guys at corner. You know, Harrison. I mean, is there a reason to keep him around at this point? I liked Parnell Motley a lot. I thought he showed a lot in limited reps. But you know, when are you going to find a spot for him with all these corners? So those guys are probably the uh, probably the losers. Yeah, and Ben, my last one for you. N- not necessarily a, a big loser here, but how do you see the running back situation unfold with the top two guys, with Javante Williams? And how much does he push Melvin Gordon this year for playing time? And could you see him by the end of the year being the true number one for the Broncos? Well, I think it's a plan. That's a transition plan for next year, for sure. Um, I, I think they'll incorporate him this year. Pat Shermer's always been kind of a bell cow guy. Always wanted to just kind of go to one guy. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they divvy that up. They didn't really divvy it up for Phil last year. Of course, that was a problem because every time you put Phil on the field, you were tipping your hand on what you were doing. But, um, you know, I, I, I think early on, you probably go to Belvin and see what he's got. You want to maximize your dollar there. And, and NFL teams kind of operate with a sunk cost fallacy a lot of times, but, um, you know, I, I think you start off with Melvin and you kind of incorporate Williams and you just kind of give him a little bit more at a time. And the more you give him, you see if he's able to handle it. And it, the more he's able to handle it, you just kind of can't start making the transition. Yeah, I, I, I personally think, you know, you can't go with that bell cow style if you're going to make it be Melvin Gordon. I mean, you draft a running back in the second round. You've got four years here to maximize his value. If you have him be a backup, um, and, you know, rarely see the field in his rookie season. Well, now you've wasted one of those four. So, um, to me, he's going to have to be involved early and often. 
I think so. And I think the other part, you got to make like the, the minute Melvin fumbles, that's going to be the thing because I, I tell you, like behind the scenes, the coaches aren't talking about it publicly, but behind the scenes, turnovers were the things that they were like, you know, throw, screaming up and down about last year. And it wasn't just at the quarterback position. So, um, uh, you know, I think the minute Melvin Gordon fumbles, I think they, you know, I think they start giving Williams a bigger workload. So, you know, speaking, speaking of turnovers, then let's say the Rogers thing doesn't happen. And it's Bridgewater and Locke. Who do you expect to be under center week one? Well, week one of training camp, Drew Locke will be QB one. Like they'll make him, they'll make him either earn it or lose it, um, and and then you go from there. I, I think in the end, the quarterback that's that's more careful with the football and that tends to give Teddy kind of the edge. Um, it really is a question of whether Drew Locke can show enough in training camp to 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 validate the you know the mistakes that he's going to make you know at some point. And you know, I I understand a fan base doesn't have a lot of faith in the guy. I, I just want to give him another shot and see what he can do. And if he can't earn it, he can't earn it. But um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater kind of represents the you know the Alex Smith. Uh, opposite end of the spectrum. You know, he's hyper-conservative with the football. Carolina took the ball out of his hands in the red zone because he did, just didn't have the velocity to make the throws. And, um, you know, his his uh, his number one season uh, throwing touchdown passes was last year where he had 15. Well, Drew Locke had 16. So and Drew Locke only played 12 games. So, you know, with Teddy, you're probably not going to turn the football over, but you're going to wind up with a lot of field goals. And so I think that's, I think that's the thing is, is Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer and staff have to kind of weigh the boom bust potential of Drew Locke and how far he's past those turnovers. If he is versus the, the, you know, the hyper careful, a uh, lot of three yard passes out of Teddy Bridgewater and, and kind of go from there and, and, and see what, what they feel like is the best way to win football games. And, you know, I think that a coaching staff that's semi on the hot seat probably leans to the quarterbacks more careful with the ball. So Drew needs to cut out the turnovers in camp. Otherwise it's going to be Teddy. Yep. Yep. I, I think you're, you're spot on there, Ben. And uh, from the Jeopardy game, Ben, there was $1,800 you could have won. You're walking away with $1,700 of pride. So I hope you feel really good about that, Ben. That is uh, 1699 more dollars of pride than I had when I started the day. So uh, <laughs> I'm off to a good start. We're uh, we're headed down to Jaguars to spend that on the lunch buffet. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, appreciate you joining us. And uh, at least now you can tell Ryan Edwards that you have you were tied in appearances. And $1,700 more pride. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us, Ben. This was great. Thanks, Ben. All right, there he goes. Benjamin Albright. Uh, Very, very interesting insight from him there. As always, guys, what was your, uh, your biggest takeaway? What was your favorite tidbit? Well, the thing that just jumped out to me was Quinn Minerts being the starting center this year. I mean, I knew what he was talking about, but I just had to make sure because th- this is the developmental guy of all developmental guys. Didn't play last year, and I like how Ben just says he's he's well-rested, he's ready to go. But, of course, the biggest piece that I took from this was Ben saying uh, 55% chance that Aaron Rodgers is a Denver Bronco, 45% chance that he's a Green Bay Packer. He didn't leave any room for another team to come in here and that just kind of really solidifies what we've been hearing for the past eight days is Denver 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 if it's not Green Bay and so I liked hearing that from him as well it's not just me being in this Denver bubble with the draft this past week it really is you know Denver or Green Bay it's kind of reflected in the odds right now over at DraftKings because uh right now they've got it 
it's six to four on the Broncos, four to six on the Packers in terms of where Aaron Rodgers takes his first snap. I think it's hilarious that you have your odds set that way. (laughs) I I don't like the whole plus 175 thing. That's so funny. I feel like it's so much easier. It is for me too. Yeah, it doesn't. It it does not. That 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 kind of odds presentation doesn't click in my mind at all. I didn't even know what you had was an option. I was like, is he working on like the UK version of drafting? (laughs) You know what? Maybe it's because my mother is British and I've just got that. I just got that in me. It's how I'm wired. But yeah. Wait, Mace, on on DraftKings, does it actually show up as six to four? I just thought every time you've said that, I thought you were converting that in your mind. You can have you can change the setting on it because I'm, I'm seeing this plus 150 plus 175. I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. Just give just give me. Just give me three to one, four to one. Yeah. I love that. I love how I love how our brains are different because to me, that is just so much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing also, Ben talked about to the guy the guy he spoke with saying 65% that Aaron Rodgers is a a Denver Bronco. And look, I mean, you know, he's talked to people, I've talked to people. I mean, this is I feel I actually feel more strongly now than I did eight days ago that this thing could really happen. And again, I, I don't think there's going to be a reconciliation. It's not really the way Aaron Rodgers is wired. I mean, I think green Bay would have to foundationally change some things. And this is not an organization that pivots on a dime. Historically, the Packers tend to operate a little more slowly, carefully, deliberately than most NFL outfits. So that's, that's part of why I think they're going to end up kind of, Siding, if, if it's a matter of taking sides, siding with Brian Gutekunst in this thing. The other thing is you can sort of see how the PR battle is already in play in, in the back channels, and the Packers are having some success. Literally, when Aaron Rodgers' picture goes up on a screen at a Wisconsin Timber Rattlers minor league baseball game this week uh, down in Appleton, just south of Green Bay, he, he's get, he gets booed. And so it tells me that the Packer that that ever that if they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers to be the bad guy among Packer fans, it's working. Yeah, make it easier yeah, to make that, the move. That that is it. It is something else. Uh, and with Aaron Rodgers, guys, we're T minus like twenty five days. So Ben putting it at fifty five percent. Guy he talked to sixty five percent. I want your guys's percentage that Aaron Rodgers is a Denver Bronco. Where are we at today? So, so like I go through stages, um, just like uh, Mace talks about with the stages uh, that the Packers need to go through. But like this is the opposite. Whatever the what are those the five stages of ex- what is that called? The, the five stages of of grief. The Kubler Ross. Uh, yes, model. this is the five stages of hype. Um, so like <laughs> right when the news came down, I was like, it's happening right now. Like. There's no stopping this. And then, like, the, the cycle kind of died down a little bit, and I went into the stage of, like, re, uh, being realistic. And then earlier this week, I went back into the stage of, like, screw it, back on the hype train. And now I'm in, like, the um, emotional protection stage mm. uh, where Ooh. it's like, ah, oh, this is taking a little too long. Maybe I need to uh, pull back the reins a little bit. Um, so I think I, I think I got as high as, like, like 85 percent on draft day um and now i'm i'm right back at 50 50 
Mm, 50 50 i hate that you pessimistic ryan guys well mace i gotta get your take first yeah i mean the possibility of course is if the packers can reconcile some the other thing of course that's in play i mean we talk about two possibilities what if the packers get stubborn and just say all right we will collect the 29.8 million dollars from you if you retire if you just go ahead and retire the thing is when I when I think about a team getting to acceptance, even though you don't want to watch that guy go play for somebody else, twenty at nine point eight million dollars has value, but every draft pick has value as well. We learned this from the trade the Browns made in twenty seventeen when they basically paid sixteen million dollars for a second round pick. And if that's the case, what is even a late first round pick worth? Twenty five million, thirty million. And if you're talking about getting two of those in a deal plus whatever player compensation is thrown in, then you step back and say the prudent deal, the prudent thing is to make a deal and get more value. And oh, and kind of, you know, kind of an aside on top of all this, it's not like Green Bay is itching for the cash that they get back from Aaron Rodgers. That's $29.8 million. Uh, as of last year, they were sitting on a $411 million cash reserve. Now they, they did tap into that because of everything they lost in COVID last year. But the Packers, it's not like they think, oh, we got to have that money back from Aaron Rodgers unless they're thinking irrationally. If they're thinking rationally, they'll know that on the other side of this pandemic, they have a stadium and a complex there in Green Bay that basically prints money. They'll be able to put more money back into the reserve. What should have more value to them is the draft capital. So what was so the, makes great what was breaks down, but we need the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I'm going to say it's 60% that he's a Bronco. 60. Oh my gosh. Grumpy Mace over here. Guys. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. 60 is on the positive side of this. I'm saying it's more likely than not. And that's grumpy. Yeah. Grumpy. <laughs> and that? Ryan is just depressing RK today. <laughs> Guys, I'm at like a floor of 80% here. Wow. I wanted to go with 75, but I, I couldn't even bring myself to go down to 75. Guys, what is holding this back? Especially when I hear Ben say, you know, really there's no other team in play here if it's not Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is not a guy that's going to back down. And I think it would just be criminal if the Packers decided to make him retire and value $29 million in cash over three first. So I don't see that happening. And I just don't see Aaron Rodgers backing down. And maybe I just, I, I just can't see how this situation gets resolved. So I guess, I mean, I even feel 20% is crazy, but my 20% is really, I'm giving the San Francisco 49ers a chance to make a play here. If they want to do the win now thing, they'll have a quarterback to offer. And if green Bay doesn't want Jordan love, they actually don't believe in him. Well, then Trey Lance is, is more valuable than pretty much whatever the Broncos could offer. So that's just kind of why I'm setting it at 20%. Yeah. Wow. That's uh all right. I love it. I love that. Uh, you're that high on this. Um, the question I have is like, the only way they do the retirement thing is just out of pure pettiness because they could, couldn't they just ask the Broncos like and throw in 30 million and the Broncos are just be like, okay. Can you do that in NFL trades? Can you include cash? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we see it in baseball all the time. I mean, you know, I've thought about buying a Jersey that just says considerations on the back because of <laughs> cash considerations being thrown in so often. And Hey, sometimes you give cash considerations to trade away a hall of famer. Let's not. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I right. mean, maybe the Packers throw in 30 million. Hey, you take Aaron Rodgers off your hands, and here's $30 million as well. Go nuts. Speaking yeah. of grumpy Mace on this Friday, having to bring in the Nolan Arenado trade. I know. Uh, <laughs> maybe the Broncos can throw it in, like, throw in uh, some Dogecoin uh, to get the deal done. <laughs> <laughs> which is going to the moon heck maybe that's more valuable than aaron Rodgers. exactly yep. all right we uh we are ready to enter the red zone here we have our guests um from the madden league operating the carolina panthers in said madden league we've got our guy logan logan what's hey, up brother how's it going guys thanks for having me great thanks to have for- you and uh, Mace, you want to get us started here with the questions? Yes, Good let me luck, cue it up here. Logan. Of course, we're yeah, talking. Hi, thank you. My questions are always from the last uh, five seasons here. So, mm-hmm. so we're talking recent Broncos history. Question number one: When was the last time the Broncos went into a game after September with a chance to be above five hundred? Oh boy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way back to December of 2018 when they entered San Francisco. Correct. Oh, yeah. oh wow. That that was a that was wow. a tough one. But I, I wasn't sure if it, if there would be something more recent than that. Oh my god! So so they have never had a chance in the Vic Fangio era, which is the past two years. It's what happens. Oh my when, goodness! Not after September. It's what happens when you start off zero and four and zero and three. Yeah, I was gonna say they haven't even had. They haven't even been close. They haven't even had a chance to get to five hundred outside of September. Wow. Well, they actually did uh, last year because remember oh, they were zero and three, beat the Jets. Had the oh. the de- delay in the Patriots game, beat the Pats, and so they came into that game against Kansas City with a chance to get to 500. And then that's why I thought they didn't have a chance. And then it was against Kansas City. And then had another chance against Atlanta to get to 500. And then, you know, so Sanders was hurt right before that game, right? Or was that right after? Isn't that what kind of derailed? Yeah. Everything? Sanders and Chris Harris Jr. both had uh, gotten hurt in the previous seven days. Yeah. So. There was so much hope, yeah. too. I mean, I just remember some people in Denver were saying Vance Joseph will be the coach of the year if the Broncos turn this thing around and make the playoffs. And uh, a month later, he Crazy. was fired. They were on a three-game winning streak because they'd beaten the Chargers, Steelers, and Bengals to get to 6-6. Six and six. And, you know, you're because everyone's thinking, like, wow, what if they finish the season on a seven-game winning streak? And, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, Case Keaton might still be your quarterback if they finish that season on a seven-game winning streak. But I digress. Mm. <laughs> All right, Logan. All right. Gotta, ha- gotta have this one to uh, not have to use oh your goodness. lifeline here on the first first round. All you right. got it, Logan. You got it. All right. All right. Earlier <laughs> this week, I mentioned that 17 different players have started at least one game for the Broncos at right tackle since 2014. Among these 17... Two of them started exactly one game apiece. Both did so in season finales over the last five years. Name one of them. Can you re- Do you guys have the yeah. question? Can you yeah. reread Can- the question? Calvin Anderson? Yeah. No, because he started uh, twice last year. But he started once at left tackle, though. Okay. So I think that is right. But he didn't start a season finale. That was part of the question. Oh, right, reread the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, 
There were 17 different players starting at least one game at right tackle. Among these 17, two started one game apiece in season finales taking place in the last five years. Okay. So two only played in one game, and it happened to be the season finale. They had, they, yes. Whew. Wow. Be like okay. <laughs> no. Um. Wow. Oh I mean, it's, it's none of the big time signings. Nice. It's it's none of the big time guys that you point to in these. No, no. Um, let's see. Yeah. Was Jake Rogers was left tackle. Mm. Wasn't he? I thought he Jake was right Rogers. Tackle. I thought he was right. There's tackle. one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Jake Rogers. There we go. Sheesh. <laughs> And I think you got to go even further back Backup to get right uh, in my area of expertise. Yeah, this this other guy started the <laughs> I feel started, you, Logan. This this other guy started Paxton Lynch's <laughs> last game as a Bronco. Oh, against the Chiefs. Yeah. Holy smokes! I got nothing. Yeah, Garrett. By the way, Jake Rogers did start at right tackle. That was okay. Correct. Okay, right. Because Garrett Bowles only missed one game. Yeah. And that was a Calvin Anderson game. Yeah, th- th- this other one I had forgotten about. Give oh, us a Mace has forgotten about it. Give okay. us our initials. Uh, <laughs> CK. CK. Calvin Klein. Um, CK. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm All gonna right. have to tap out. I think. All right. I know it's not Chris Cooper, but CK, so we'll go with that. Cyrus Kawanjo. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, the mountain. Oh, <laughs> one of the oh. biggest human beings I've yeah. ever met. You could literally yeah. go fishing on one of his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't he, he like a first round pick out of Alabama or something too? Uh, he, first or second yeah. round pick. He was a high pick coming in. And of course, Zach knows all about him since he's an, a Crimson Tide guy. So yeah, I believe the second round pick out of with, uh, with Buffalo, I think. Yep. Yep. All right. Here's another, yeah, here, right. here's another Man. question. All right. And it's a, it's a number that's going to be the answer to this. How many regular season receptions okay. has sunshine Jordan Taylor had since leaving the Broncos? <laughs> Wow, kind of a non-Broncos question. Zero. Of course, you're throwing this in, Mace. Um, I'm gonna go I, zero. I don't even know if you have if you gotten any. Wouldn't it be zero. Correct. He hasn't even played in a game. Logan got that first. <laughs> Logan got that first. I heard yes. him say it. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boo. Okay. I yeah, we gotta give. We gotta give that. So I don't know if you heard me. Yes. So we have a tiebreaker question. Right. I always try to come prepared with four now. And we're going to go back to that 49er game in 2018. Of course, I mentioned that Chris Harris Jr. did not play that game because he was hurt. So Isaac who Yadam. were the two Broncos starting cornerbacks that day? Isaac Yadam and Bradley Roby. Correct. Oh, man. He was ready for that one. <laughs> You're too quick. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought. Me that. Come on. <laughs> Well, Logan still gets a uh, Logan still gets another shot. Yeah, uh, Logan, I've got one for yeah. you here. If you can get this one, you uh, you don't have to answer against anyone. You can automatically uh, advance to face me in the second round. So here it is. Um, with just three hundred and forty-eight right. rushing yards, 
this player holds the record for fewest rushing yards by a Broncos yearly rushing leader. So 348 led the Broncos this year. Who was it? This year? No, no, no. In in a year, 348 led the Broncos. Who oh, in that was year. okay. Yes, exactly. Sorry. I think I know. Was that like Justin Forsett? Ah, no, it wasn't, but I think that was a good guess. Yeah. Um uh, no. Zach, do you have your guess? Uh Peyton Hillis. That is correct. Mm. That is correct. <laughs> Peyton Hillis, fan yeah. favorite. Um, I guess, you know. I always thought it was crazy that That's people liked him so much. My time. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was crazy that people liked him so much, but I guess he did uh, He did lead the Broncos in rushing for a year. <laughs> Which is wild. I just, I cannot believe that 348. Interesting. I mean, we, we, we could have given the hint to Logan, just, uh, you know, Madden cover. Yeah. Speaking of the Madden league. What happened was basically what's happening to the Nuggets guards right now. Knock on wood, uh, the Broncos had seven injuries at running back that year. Wow. Yep, yes. that'll do it. You have to with only 380 yards rushing or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Logan. Well, thanks for jumping in here, and uh, good luck the rest of the season in the Madden League. Thanks, Logan. Thanks for taking it easy oh, on me. Appreciate it. You guys stomp me like you do in Madden. a little connectivity issues there i think it might have been a disadvantage to him against zach yeah Yeah, i think think i I was on my game today what can i say do we want to set a rule if we're going to have guys jumping in do we want to set a rule like jeopardy where you can't buzz in until the answer slash question is read Mm. Maybe I, think- I still don't think it would have helped him because he was on like a four second delay <laughs> yeah <that's true. laughs> all right um as always we finish out here with a couple uh, bonus questions for mace um i had to pull from it there so we just have two today um we'll start with this one the broncos record for most career sacks is fifth uh, by a defensive back record for career sacks by a defensive Whoa. back okay. 15 who has it by a defensive back, 15. Um, wow. Okay, so defense 82 here. Um, all right, this is purely a guess. Uh, Dennis Smith? That is a good guess and a correct guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Just, just figured sack rates were higher back in his day. And they, I know I do remember as a little kid that they liked to run him on the safety blitz quite a bit back then. Joe, Joe Collier used to like to do a lot of things with him. Yeah, he was a freak. You yeah. know, um, Steve Atwater, you know, obviously wins championships with the Broncos and kind of just builds his folklore. But Steve mm-hmm. will tell you, I mean, Steve, no one will sing the praises of Dennis Smith more than Steve Atwater. Steve thinks that Dennis should have a bust right next to his. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think Steve's wrong on that. I don't and guys, speak, yeah. speaking of Steve and sacks, what's your guess for uh, how many career sacks he has? Mm, uh, ten. Ten? I was going to say nine. Nine? Well, Ryan, if we're playing uh, closest, is right. Five, guys. Uh, That's yeah. it? Wow. Yeah, he never had a double-digit oh. sack season. Man, double. Do, you mean double? 
two sacks oh, in one season? Yeah, two. Double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Double. What's crazy is if you look at the pictures of Dennis Smith and Steve Atwater, because Steve is such a mountain of a man, mm-hmm. and Dennis Smith makes him look smaller. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But- All right, last one here, Mace. The Broncos' record for career interceptions by a defensive lineman <laughs> is two. It's shared by four players. Name one of the four. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I can't. Uh, Rulong Jones? Uh, no, no. Oh. I'll give you two more I've guesses. Got, c- okay. Can I get one guess in? Go, go for can. it, Zach. Shelby Harris? No, just one for him. Oh, just mm. one. Trevor Price. That is correct. Okay. Trevor oh, Price. Not Shane Dronette, Marcus Thomas, and Chester McLaughlin. I mean, mm. literally the only name that makes that makes sense in terms of historically speaking is Price. I mean, who who should be in the ring of fame as well? I don't know uh, what the, I don't know what the holdup is on Trevor, but uh, I think the dude was an all pro perennial pro bowl or why he's not in the ring of fame. I have no clue. Well, that's a, that's a shame. Chester yeah. McLaughlin was my second guess. <laughs> yeah. Chester. Like Chester McLaughlin. Another, another huge human being. Yes. Rest, rest his soul. He passed away a while ago, probably had the thickest neck of any player I've ever covered. <laughs> big Chester. Yeah, man. He, uh, he was a big, big boy. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on here. Uh, Zach, why don't you transition us? Guys, before we go any further, I got to tell you about our friends over at Gabby Insurance. Gabby, do we know what it stands for? Yes, we do. Get a better insurance. And that's what, I mean, it's literally in their name. Gabby Insurance is all about getting you guys a better insurance, specifically getting you the best insurance out there at the cheapest price. People that switch over to Gabby Insurance and use Gabby to help them get a better insurance save almost $1,000 a year on average. And our guy, Eric Weedham, D-Line Co., as you know him, saved $1,300. And guys, here's the thing. You can get these huge savings by taking just five to 10 minutes out of your day. I promise you, by the time this podcast is over, this live pod is over, you will have already Save that money if you go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. All you do is take five minutes, put in some information that you can that you get off the top of your head, and it, it compares the top 40 insurance companies like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, and gets you the cheapest price. And guys, it just takes five or 10 minutes, and there's no downside because they will never sell your information. So make sure to check them out right now, Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G. Abi.com slash DNVR. So, guys, uh, in the last week, uh, Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay is actually the second biggest news. Um, the biggest news is that <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery is dropping the Lemonade Seltzy Pack. Now, uh, they've got five different flavors in here. Let's see if I can remember these. You've got original lemonade, lemon limeade, raspberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, and blueberry lemonade coming in this pack uh, i don't know if you guys have had some of the other brands lemonade seltzers but i'm a big fan of these and especially on a hot day uh i already was like planning on my summer being dominated by the original good companies now i'm gonna have to split time here like um you know like uh like a uh, i'm 
forgetting Javante Williams and uh, and Melvin Gordon. I was gonna say like um uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what is going on over there? Okay, man. I mean, this is just wow. He's lost it. You need to pick it up for you here. Uh, Have you had had some lemonades this morning, Ryan? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a he's, yes. He, that's a you know the funniest person in the room to Ryan right now is is Ryan himself. <laughs> no, Allie's just laughing, cracking up at me, and it's making it impossible to focus. Uh, yes, she did hook me up with some more coffee. That will help. Uh, Ooh, some excited giggles! I can't wait. <laughs> I was saying like whatever you call it, like uh, when parents get a divorce and they ha- split custody. That's what I was <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> you were laughing over split custody oh my i was goodness. laughing over the fact that i couldn't remember what the hell i was trying to say <laughs> uh, getting older uh but anyways yeah good company heart seltzer drink them so you can laugh at things like split custody <laughs> oh man do we want it to so is there is there more are we or you want me to just go on with the next <laughs> let's just go, let's just uh move right. on here let's just tell you about the perks of being a dnvr member of course, there's our members-only Discord, so you don't have to worry about talking politics or jerks coming in messing up the conversation. You can talk with our staff in the Discord. You can also talk about with diehard fans about Denver sports, diehard fans just like you. You become a DMVR member. You get to read our written content. You get a free DMVR shirt. You get weekly member deals from the DNVR locker room with our partner. And if you come on over to the DNVR bar, you're going to get a big beer for the price of a smaller beer. And oh, by the way, you get a chance to hop on a live stream or a podcast. You could be the next to go into the red zone and test your trivia knowledge against Zach RK and yours truly. And guess what? We also have a new perk for the next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DNVR member, not only do you get your free shirt from the DNVR locker, but you get a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness holistic wellness is all about the cbd the stick will send you packs 10 milligrams of cbd and this one is focused on recovery all you do is pop the top of the stick pour in any drink stir and consume they are amazing you want to find out just how good holistic stick is go to their reviews at holisticwellness.com that's h-o-l-i-s-t-i-k wellness.com and guess what they're offering our listeners 30 percent off their first purchase using DN, the code DMVR30. So you can get an annual membership, free DMVR shirt, and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. It's a great deal. And use that DMVR30 code on the sampler pack to get five sticks of CBD for recovery, sleep, stress, beauty, and digestion. You can find out what works best for you. So head on over to the DMVR.com today, become a member of the family, and check out that little bonus for becoming a member from holisticwellness.com. Uh-oh, he's muted. How did I get muted? Uh, I can't believe there's... You're a giggle no, monster. Just, I can't believe there's no one in the comments roasting me for that. Um, <laughs> all right, final order of business here today is the great serial draft. We always like to make sure that our final segment is extra serious. Um, and this time it's serialless um, in the final segment. So I don't know what we have in terms of draft order. Do you guys remember the draft order? I think, I think I'm last. I think I'm first today, guys. Right. Nice. I, I like being I'm, second. And guys, I think 
I, I think this one landed perfectly to me because I did all of my research into this great serial draft. And this was the Trevor Lawrence of drafts where there is just one guy that is clearly the favorite here. And so I'll just start it off here by the obvious pick and tell me if I'm right. Going cinnamon toast <sighs> crunch for the number one overall pick. I'll tell you what, guys, on everywhere you look, cinnamon toast crunch is the number one. It's my number one for, um, and uh, I'm really sad that uh, that you got it here. Mm, I'm 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 sorry to do. You know what? And you can also drink the milk pleasantly after. It's just a great experience from start to finish. You just have what you have to do is you got to make sure that that you eat quick or that you do the 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 pump and dump. Or you you're you know you're pumping it into your mouth and then you're dumping it into the bowl so it doesn't get too soggy. Wait, you said <laughs> excuse pump me. And, what you said pump and dump? I thought of something else. I'm really sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know what you probably thought oh. of it. I just I just I'm wanted like, your attention. Damn, Zach. <laughs> What stocks? Is that what you thought uh, he was talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doge. Doge. <laughs> We're dogeing it up. All right. Um. God. Bitcoin is so yesterday, huh? Yes. It's all about the Doge army these days. All right. Uh. You know, I don't really know where I want to go with this pick, so I'm just gonna go with a personal favorite of mine that is not sexy. I'm taking an offensive lineman here in the first round. Oh. Um. But you know, functional. More, a lot more healthy than cinnamon toast crunch. Still gets you that cinnamon taste. No, we're not drafting raisin <laughs> bran. I'm going with cinnamon life. Cinnamon life. Oh, that's that's a really good one. Uh, a really good one. Um, that is something that you can reach for every day. Exactly. Mm. Looking for something functional here, you know. Gonna need gonna need their help on in and out every play. Is that the Quentin Nelson of the draft? Yeah, exactly. Full on Quentin Nelson here, future Hall of Famer, um, best at the position, extremely high value, no reaching. Just uh, just take the top player on the board. Yeah, mm, I like it. I mean, you know, I, I can't believe you left this for me, but I mean, this is always in my pantry: Frosted Flakes. Mm, oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now, is does Frosted Flakes fall into the category of cinnamon life, where it's a you can go to it every single day, or is it more of the dessert type? Mm. Dessert. Uh, uh, just because it's dessert doesn't mean I might not have it every day. I mean, <laughs> I probably have. I probably have it at least every other day. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Th- those are staples for sure. Yeah, and then another there. There's a. Uh, there's another one that's that's a staple, and this is just kind of at, at my house. Uh, is fruity pebbles? Mm. I um, always, always I don't even, have that. I don't even think fruity pebbles are the best pebbles. Oh, wait, wait, like what other what other pebbles are there? Chocolate, cocoa. chocolate pebble? cocoa, oh, cocoa pebbles, cocoa but that's, pebbles. But that's not what I'm taking here. Um, here, you know, since I got a functional uh, cereal in the first round, uh, I'm going 
down Sugar Road here for uh, the second round. You got to have the marshmallows. You got to go Lucky Charms. Oh, man. Mm. You're killing me, Ryan. You're killing me. Yeah, that's a uh, – that. so growing up, I don't know if this is something that, that other families do. You know, we, we would have the, uh, the shredded wheats with, uh, you know, no uh, – uh, no sugar Frosting. on them or anything. We we went uh, we went healthy cereal, but for birthdays we would have birthday cereal where you got to choose any cereal of your choice and have it on your birthday, and as long as it would last after that. And my go-to was always Lucky Charms. So yeah, that's a that's a top one in my book for sure. And now I'm on the clock, and guys, somehow my number two is sitting on the board right now. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I've never had it, but <laughs> doing, doing, doing my research, it just seems like it is clearly the number two cereal. So I'm going to rely on my research. going to go Reese's Puffs. Oh, here. nice. Yeah, so w- would you agree if as someone who's never had it? I, you know, I like I like them. I don't love them. I like them. I don't love them. There's something about the peanut butter puffs that just don't hit. It doesn't hit right for me. Oh, I think they hit very well. This was going to be my third round pick. I was when, oh. when you said it, I was a little bit disappointed, Zach. Yeah, you took it from me. Are we well, going? It sounds, five it sounds deep like in I reached. Draft? We going how many? We're going five deep. That's how many spots we have here. I mean, I, my board is deep enough. Oh, I could I could do five deep. Let let's let's go five deep on this one, and I'll just hit my third round pick right now. And I'm going to go with a classic, guys. I'm gonna go with my mom's favorite cereal, Cat and Crunch. No, right here. no. <laughs> oh. Damn it. Oh, wow. The pain that I just endured, Ryan. Oh gosh, I can't believe you took that from me. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to keep a balanced breakfast here. <laughs> balance you know we went functional sugary we're going back to functional this is something that has that sweetness um that you that you crave in the morning but a lot of functionality here a lot of you know give you a lot of energies different grains that you're going to need throughout the day uh we're going honey bunches of oats here honey bunches of oats Mm, honey bunches of oats yeah that's a good and, and you go with the honey flavor huh yeah, yeah, you got to and then you actually maybe drizzle a little extra honey on top of it. Oh, <laughs> you're killing me. Oh, that sounds good. It sounds like you're making a uh an acai bowl. Uh, oh, an acai bowl? Oh, and uh, is that how it, I, I'm always confused. Acai, it, it is acai. <laughs> That may that may not even be the best honey cereal, Ryan. We'll see how this draft board plays out. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to choose honey nut Cheerios, <laughs> I'm gonna have beef. Are you you're oh. saying that would be the, the pick to tank it all? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, if I can't have Reese's puffs, the next thing is is the uh peanut butter crunch from Captain Crunch. Interesting. That, that's oh. the that that's the best Captain Crunch cereal there is, with all respect to regular Captain Crunch. Interesting. Okay. Never never had it. Oh, it's but amazing. Captain Crunch can't be bad. No. And then, yeah, I'm going. It, it's it's sugar bombs for me. I'm going to admit it here. Uh, I can't believe this is still on the board. Fruit Loops. Mm, I don't like. Yeah. I'm not a fruity cereal guy. And it's F R O O T Loops, by the way. 
<laughs> one of uh one of the best cereals i ever had growing up though was fruit loops kind of did a uh, a take on lucky charms and they threw the marshmallows into the fruit loops and that was like a camp <laughs> mist right there oh man um <laughs> all right with this one zach you remember when uh we used to talk about grape nuts the seven minute soak oh yes i remember the soak well right along with the pump and dump these <laughs> these are the opposite of that. Um, you have seven minutes or less to eat these, but if you can eat them efficiently, they are delicious. Again, maybe consider a little honey drizzle on the top of these. It's Rice Krispies. Oh, yep, 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 yep. That's a that's a great. You ever you ever do the cut up banana in the Rice Krispies? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's fantastic. That that's just that's a great pick right there. Great value pick. You can never go wrong with Rice Krispies. I love it. All right, guys, I'm gonna go. Uh, don't know whether to go with the crowd or not. I'll go with uh, with one of my favorite. Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm going oh. Oreo O's here, no. guys. <laughs> Oreo O's. Stop drafting things you've never had. <laughs> I've never had these with milk. I have had them just, you know, straight hand in the uh, in the bag when I was older. This was when my girlfriend turned me on to. So Oreo O's there. And now I get another one. Uh, do I want to go with just a solid cereal? No, I don't. Get Yes, I do, actually. Give me kicks here, guys. I think this is one of, like, the all-time best underrated cereals. I hope I just didn't ruin my draft board here, but I love it. Now you you don't get just a full sweet sensation with me. What is kicks? It's uh, it's delicious. Is is what it? They're little balls, and oh, uh, they, they're like yeah, yeah. They're just like brand balls. Kick, kicks are bad. To answer your question, oh, okay, kicks are bad. Gosh, wow. <laughs> Maybe I should have stuck with the sugar route then. Man, I've got a tough pick here late in the draft. There's still some really – I mean, we could probably go 10 rounds on this. Yeah, it, we could. It's <laughs> such a deep board. Um, I think that this – you know, I've I've never disliked these. I've never loved them. They do need about a two- to three-minute soak um, mm. to, to make sure you're not getting some dryness in there. Um, but I feel like, you know, this is a good enough pick here late in the fifth round that some people might find this to be a great value pick. I'm going frosted mini wheats. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That that one borders on the line of dessert or not. I don't think it's a dessert cereal though, so I like that. Yeah. Oh. Uh on on the uh the board I'm reading here, uh our scouting report says um 50% of it is awesome. 50% of it tastes like cardboard. <laughs> well, that's what you do. You, you, eat, you eat one half of it. Or I, I, you'll sometimes with Frosted Mini Wheats, I will just eat the sugar half of it. Oh, then, my gosh. You, what, what I do is you got to make sure the sugar side is down on your tongue. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And then you just rub it back and forth oh, to just, get it all off. What are you doing? <laughs> That's why I had to have kicks once in a while, just to balance it all out. I'm turning what you just did into a gift. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> At least we're not pumping and dumping here. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> Last end one. End us, Mace. Yes. Um, Literally end us. <laughs> I, I, you know what? There is a cereal out there that's still on the board. 
that I think leaves behind the best milk, and that's Cocoa Krispies. <laughs> and that's K- Krispies with a K, Kale. Sorry. Why does it matter? <laughs> well, we're going to put this on the on Twitter. I mean, don't we want to have it spelled right? <laughs> Cocoa Krispies. Well, we, we're all... It's Cocoa with an A, C-O-C-O-A. <laughs> I have beef with you guys. You went through 15 picks and didn't pick tricks. Like tricks are yeah, terrible. Tricks are for kids. Tricks was close, exactly. but I went with kicks yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, you took the worst uh version of tricks or kicks. Well, <laughs> well at least we've all got some good taste in milk here, so that's the good thing. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at my choice. I'm like, there is like nothing healthy on there. It says a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you came after uh, us for not having functional enough uh, Pop-Tart choices. <laughs> Seriously. Some well, serious feel- hypocrisy coming out here. Well, the thing is, my, my Pop-Tart choices were very heavy on the fruit, and I chose two fruity cereals. I guess I just like fruit. Fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. I feel like, you know, Fruit Loop could be a good nickname for you. <laughs> I look the like shirt kind of looks the part. I look like All I'm right. wearing yeah. a, Fruit yeah. Loop, uh, a Fruit Loop shirt today. I mean, RK kind of does too, though. Well, nah, not really. There's no red on there. so. Yeah, yeah he didn't go with the Strawberry Sky shirt today. Yeah, no, we're, we're, people, people are not happy that we did not have Cocoa Puffs on there as we're seeing in the comments and that was, it was cocoa crispies or cocoa puffs. And I just, I admit I like cocoa crispies better. The crispies are better. We yeah. didn't go cocoa pebbles either. Um, no. Right. I would, I would go cocoa crispies over both cocoa pebbles and cocoa puffs. Yeah. Mm. Another, another one that we left off guys. This one is one I never had, but cookie crisp that, that was a big thing on on the TV back in the day, back in the eighties. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah, that that was, that was in the firmly in the rotation at my house. What was the French toast one? French toast crunch. It's like cinnamon toast crunch. It's it's, so uh, good. It's the sibling of, of that. My question about cookie crisp is can you even consider it a cereal? Because it's just straight up miniature cookies. It is. It <laughs> is not. <laughs> There's nothing. You just took cookies and made them small. Like that's it, all they did. It passes. It's it's basically like mini Oreos, except you're not putting mm-hmm. except the Oreos, you're not putting milk on them and the and the cookie crisp you are. Yep. That's a great point, Kale. You're exactly <laughs> right. Someone said uh, no corn pops. You know, funny thing about corn pops. Their um, layer of sugar that protects the cereal is so dense that the milk can't even penetrate. They, they, they stay dry the whole time. You're right, which is fantastic, right? Isn't that what you want? You want a cereal that can last through the seven-minute soak. you got to make sure you have a spoon with some depth to it so you can make sure you get a good, a good amount of milk when you get the corn pops in there. Mm, so that when your teeth crunch the outside protective layer the milk can infiltrate as you're eating yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um all the people like upset that all of these picks didn't go off the board just shows you how deep of a board it was one of the yeah. probably the deepest draft of anything we've done yet yeah yeah it, it really was it, like you said we could keep apple jacks wasn't on there mm. um there, there, there were a lot what was that Honey smacks. You guys ever have those? Oh, I remember. Oh, oh my God. How many cereals are there? <laughs> many dozens. 
Guys, we live in America. Cereal's like the entire aisle here. What are you? That's true. <laughs> Golden grams. We didn't even put in there. Yeah. There, there's a we, we could uh we could do just a healthy cereals one day that would be a fun one yeah i mean i guess we or we could do no healthy cereals no healthy i like it it's got to have like 10 milligrams of sugar per or grams of sugar per bite exactly uh honey nut cheerios never went off the board that makes me happy yeah yeah i i almost did just to spite you but i didn't want to lose my board so instead i tried losing it with kicks but uh, at kicks. least i went with something that i like I can't wait to see you get roasted for drafting kicks. <laughs> uh, wait, can we I see the board one last time? No, oh, is the no. answer. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh, here we go. There it is. There um, it is. I'm, I'm, so who, who do we think wins? I, I'm, I'm going I with myself. I think you really... You think you lost a lot. Like Oreo O's has a cult following of like '90s kids, which yeah. should hit pretty well on Twitter. Yeah, um, slap. Kicks though, like alienates that same group of people. Oh, no. um, mine. I, think I just we... I feel like I have the most balanced roster here, but I balance yeah. doesn't always win in these things. This, I yeah. think I, I think I've got the draft that's just nothing but got for guys in the passing game. I've got a I've got a quarterback, a couple of receivers, and a pass catching tight end. Completely unbalanced, mm. but it might, but it's it's sexy. So you're you're going yeah, for the seven on have, seven crowd. Yeah, pretty you much. You have a nice balance of straight sugar, fruity <laughs> sugar, and like chocolatey sugar. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan, I think you're you're gonna get all the parents uh, here to vote for you because they're gonna say, you know what, we let our kids dive into the uh, frosted mini wheats and Lucky Charms occasionally, but we're also getting them the cinnamon life and the rice krispies. Cinnamon life is goaded. I I'll die on this hill. Yeah, it, it it's it is fantastic, guys. Speaking of Lucky Charms, when you eat Lucky Charms, am I the only one who? Uh, refuses to eat a marshmallow until all of the other cardboard pieces are gone. And then at the end, you're just eating spoonfuls of marshmallow. That's the most sad thing I've ever heard. (laughs) No, I I do it too. Oh, it's it's the only way to go. I have like a collection of more, like about now I'll kind of work them in sometimes, but I'll end the I'll end my bowl with like 20 marshmallows left. Yeah. Same thing. So RK, you're actually the odd one out here. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i never said well first of all i don't do it but i just said it's the most zach thing ever um <laughs> so you guys basically like eat your meal and then you have dessert yeah exactly and and i get very upset if i were to happen to have one marshmallow among all of the uh cardboard pieces i just personally i need i like to cut the cardboard with the marshmallows to make sure it doesn't taste as bad as it probably should be eaten i'm sure yeah, um, someone mentioned that uh, at one point Lucky Charms just released a straight marshmallows one, um, <laughs> and that might be the most offensive attempt at cereal ever. Oh my gosh, well, that is tremendous! Well, cereal has to be has some grain in it, right? I mean, yep. that's why. So it wasn't cereal; it was just marshmallows and in, in milk. It's wow! True. Yeah, I totally forgot about French Toast Crunch. Man, that was. Mm. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so French. A good French toast is impossible to beat. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'll have to tell you about my secret French toast spot. Ooh, I love it. I love it. 
can't have all the Denver bros knowing about it and going there. And <laughs> there's no like bottomless mimosas at this place. It's just it's a, there's there's not like a pancakes. not like a two hour line or anything. No, no line ever. Wow. Um, it's basically going to be you and four people in their nineties in the restaurant. <laughs> so those people know what's up. Yes, they've been, they've been keeping it going for years. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I want it. I'll, I'll be right, the only one with teeth there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, if you're going to eat all the cereal that we just mentioned, you're going to need to go out to Green Mountain Dental Group uh, immediately. Um, so make sure you hit them up and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. When you do, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a free Sonicare toothbrush when you hit up the people down at Green Mountain Dental Group. Again, if you're going to be crushing Lucky Charms and Cocoa Krispies and Captain Crunch with uh, what were those called the the berries? Yeah, Crunch Berries. Had a name. Crunch, Crunch berries. berries. Yes, of course. Captain <laughs> Crunch with Crunch Berries. You got to go see our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. They will treat you like family because they're part of the DNVR family. They supported us throughout the entirety of the pandemic. They mean a lot to us. So uh, head down to Green Mountain Dental Group and fix your teeth that are messed up from eating all that cereal. But for now, that's going to wrap up another edition of Three Ring Circus. We appreciate Ben Albright for joining us. And, of course, Logan, um, who gave a valiant effort in the red zone, and you two. But for us, that's going to wrap it up this week. We'll talk to you next week on the DMVR Broncos podcast. How long has it been since you now Rolled out the truck and took a country drive Now Flying cotton would stick to you
taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com ah mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 